You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards, about the fastest hour in all of radio, I would think. We have two excellent guests coming up. First, we have somebody who's going to talk about one of my favorite places in the United States to play poker. His name is Jeffrey Peck, and he's from Cripple Creek, Colorado, a gorgeous town, wonderful little poker rooms. We're going to talk to him about that and also about his career, how it is that he became a poker room manager. And then we're going to talk with the winner of the World Poker Tour Bargata Winter Poker Open, Aaron Mermelstein. He's a young guy with a great career behind him and I think a great career ahead of him. We're going to talk to him as well. And, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment and we'll be answering some of your questions on the air. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. 577-4680. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you've been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately. Call this special tax hotline today for free info at 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. one 577 4680 Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortley and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, professional poker player, author, and host of House of Cards. You can all, wherever you're listening to our show, we're now blanketing the United States. You can send in your questions or comments about the show to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash hocradio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash hocradio. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams. He's a witch. He's been playing poker since guys wore tights. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Ashley Adams, and you're listening to House of Cards. You know, we have a lot of guests on this show. This guest, I think, is especially significant because we get a twofer with him. First of all, we get somebody who can talk about how to get a poker career and how one can start out as a player and then become trained as a dealer and rise through the poker world. We're going to talk about that. But also, we get an inside view of one of the most interesting poker-playing communities in the United States, and that's Cripple Creek, Colorado, where I've had the pleasure of visiting. So without any more delay, I'd like to introduce to all of you out there Jeffrey Peck. Jeffrey, are you there? I am here. Hey, Ashley, how are you today? I'm terrific, and just because our listeners, I'm sure, don't know, you are the poker room manager of the Midnight Rose Casino in Cripple Creek. Is that right? That is correct. So tell us about that place. Uh, Triple Crown Casinos here in Colorado is based on three different licenses. So we have three casinos that are all connected here on one block in Cripple Creek, Colorado, which is a historic gaming district uh, here in Colorado, which is why we have legalized gaming here in this community. Uh, there's only three legalized spots in Colorado, Blackhawk, um, Cripple Creek, and down by... Uh, it's Ute Casino, which is down by Durango, south of Durango, Sky Ute Casino, which is a tribal casino there. But they go by uh, state laws uh, instead of tribal laws on that casino. But anyway, we have three here uh, on one block. We have the Brass Ass, we have J.P. McGill's, and we have the Midnight Rose. And Midnight Rose happens to be the licensee that we have our poker room located in. And we have an eight-table room here uh, in Cripple Creek, Colorado. We're located about 60 miles miles west of Colorado Springs, up into the mountains. We're at 94, 94 feet. Wow. Well, I didn't realize I was that high up. I knew that I was high, but that that's amazing. Um, for people that are not familiar with Cripple Creek, I can just tell you my impression. Um, there's another place that's better known that's closer to Denver and Boulder, which is uh, Blackhawk. But Blackhawk, to me, is, is a modern bastardization of what... Um, poker was meant to be, or I should say casino gambling was meant to be in Colorado. When it was developed, it was supposed to kind of recreate the Old West. Your Correct. town is like that. You walk down the street, you see little shops, little stores, and casinos, storefront casinos. But right. Blackhawk has gone kind of crazy with that notion. So you got you know huge buildings, everything's back-to-back casinos. You kind of lost the small-town feel but not so much Cripple Creek. I'm doing all the talking. I wanted you to talk about it. So tell us what makes Cripple Creek special. 
What makes Cripple Creek special? Well, it definitely is more of a hometown feel. If you go up to Blackhawk, which I do uh, go up north to play whenever I play because I don't have a lot of choices here as far as um, being able to gamble and not gamble in my home casino. Um, so I usually go up to Blackhawk to play. The differences are Blackhawk is a much bigger, better, you know, bigger uh uh, deal as far as like Las Vegas. It's more of a Las Vegasy feel. Um, I don't believe it's as personal uh, of a feel as what you'll get when you come to Cripple Creek. I think that all the employees are a lot friendlier here. The customer service, you're going to see a night and day difference between Cripple Creek and Blackhawk because there's not enough employees for as many uh, patrons. You know, it's like here, it's a little bit uh, slower paced. Um, and like you said, everything's connected from one casino to the other. So it's like if, you, if you're not doing well in one, you just kind of walk out the front door and walk right over to the next one. You know, um, it's, it's, uh, I like it. It's a smaller town feel. I was born and raised in a small town in Nebraska. So it, it kind of is reminiscent of my, uh, high school days, uh, at least the town itself. Um, I like the gambling history or the, the gold history here. We still have an active gold mine, um, right on the other side of the hill here in Cripple Creek, uh, where I'm not quite sure how active it is, uh, still up towards the Blackhawk area. So you're going to get a little bit more of the gold history here in Cripple Creek and uh, more of a friendly hometown feel. I I'll tell you something else. I have not had as inexpensive a breakfast as I had when I went to Cripple Creek and went to a place you used to work, Bronco Bills, and I had, I think it was a 49-cent breakfast. 49 cents. I didn't have to uh, gamble, and I had eggs, fruit salad, toast, and uh, coffee for 49 cents. Isn't it amazing what these casinos can do for you? <laughs> 49 cent breakfast, and they still do it uh, over there across the street. So, um, yeah, it's really inexpensive, and uh, you're not going to, I mean, like you know, uh, if you go to Vegas these days, um, you're going to spend 15 to 25 bucks on a buffet. You know, well, that's not the case here in Cripple Creek. No. You know? I really liked it. I also, I remember the poker in Colorado is not the same as it is in Las Vegas. You do have some limits. Do you want to explain how your games are structured? Absolutely. Most of the games that you will find in the state of Colorado, and I think I speak uh, for Blackhawk as well, is you're going to find spread limit games where you can bet from a minimum amount to a maximum amount. Um, uh, rather than a fixed limit game or a no limit game, which we can't have unless we're doing it tournament style, obviously. Um, uh, here, our main games in Midnight Rose are one, two to ten, which is one and two dollar blinds, and two to ten is the betting. And then you're going to find a one, two to one hundred, which is the same, you know, same game only with a hundred dollar max on the game. Um, we we also spread two five to one hundred, and then on Saturdays we always get an Omaha high low game going in. That is a fixed limit game. That that will be a five ten with a full kill on Saturdays usually, and it runs all day Saturday. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. I walk my dog every day, and I've got the best-looking dog in the neighborhood named Stanley. He's a collie mix. We meet the same people every day. They'll tell me, oh, he's so soft, and he's so silky. And these dogs that have the brittle hair, it's coarse. It doesn't lay nice. It's not shiny. It's 
adults. I tell them about Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Sundance's coat was shiny and glossy the way it had when she was a puppy. We get asked all the time, it shows, how do you get your dog so healthy and shiny and glossy? It didn't take very long. They've got their nice, expensive jogging suit on, and their dog has their smooth, beautiful, soft, shiny coat. So now their dog looks just as good as they do. 859 this is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best. Hi, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. I'm talking with Jeffrey Peck from Cripple Creek, Colorado. Do you ever have tournaments? Uh, we do have tournaments. We have tournaments on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. We do a green chip bounty tournament on Thursday. We uh, just started last Friday. We started a tournament bad beat, which will run for our three 1230 tournaments, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday each week. And $5 of your entry fee goes towards a tournament bad beat. And that's aces full of queens or better beaten. And it pays 60% to the loser, 40% to the winner. Uh, we also do a cash game invitation only tournament on Saturdays that if you play an hour of live games, then I'll get your $10 entry fee and you're invited to buy into the tournament. That also has a buy-in with it, but you have to pay, play cash in order to play that tournament. Um, we have a progressive bounty tournament on Sunday afternoons, which that one's kind of interesting. We just started that one, and it's, if you move all in with your bounty chips and you get busted out of the tournament, the person who eliminates you accumulates all of your bounty chips. Okay, fair and, enough. Where does somebody it, stay if they come down? You don't have a hotel attached, do you? Oh, yeah, we do, yeah. Uh, we have about 100 rooms here. Um, it's J.P. McGill's, the Brass Ass, and the Midnight Rose, like I said, all connected, and we share uh, the same hotel, so to speak. So, um, And we do great deals here in the poker room. If you're going to play uh, Monday through Thursday, if you play four hours of live play, we comp your room completely. Really? Which is, which is I love free. That's one of the best deals you'll ever find in a poker room, you know. Um, and on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, if you play four hours, we give you a $40 room rate. So wow, on the weekends, you free. get a $40 room rate with four hours of play. During the week, you get a free room with four hours of play. Well, what are your, what's your rake like there? I forget. What do you, how do you rate your um, It's 10% up to $5. So once the pot reaches 100 bucks, we take that fifth dollar for the house rate. But it's 5%, now, not 10%, which it's is... 10%, it's, it's 10% up to $5. Up to $5. So when the pot reaches yes. $50, that's your last Yeah. Dollar. We, yeah, we don't we we don't take that fifth dollar at fifty though. We wait till the pot gets to a hundred to take the fifth dollar oh, to take okay. the last one. So it's yeah. a four dollar max, but then when it hits a hundred, it's fi- an extra. It's, a, it's that extra dollar, yeah. Okay, and you get a free room for four hours of play during the week, and on the weekend, it's some ridiculously low rate, like forty something. And um, I it should is. just add, I mean, this is not an infomercial. I'm not. A, you're not a paid sponsor or anything. But I should just tell folks. 
Cripple Creek is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. It's the kind of place that even if your wife or husband doesn't play poker, they could have a day of just enjoying the countryside, seeing the sights, going to the museum, driving around, having very inexpensive meals, and they wouldn't be bored waiting for you to finish up. So I That's would right. recommend it, is it as one a of place. the most beautiful places on earth. Yeah, gorgeous. So I promised a twofer. A lot of our poker players may be discouraged in their line of work, maybe unemployed. You were a poker player who became a poker industry uh, supervisor. What was your path? How did you end up doing that? Uh, well, um, long story short, I did radio for 20 years. I had my own show, and uh, my wife was also in radio. And in 1998, I started dealing blackjack part-time. My wife and I always played all kinds of games, you know. Uh, whatever the house pretty much offered, we would play it. You know, we were, <laughs> we were into everything. But I was primarily a poker player to begin with, and I started dealing blackjack in 1998. I went from Cripple Creek to Blackhawk. I worked up there for a short stint. And then uh, a radio job took us to Seattle, and uh, my wife was on the air up there. Um, I was unemployed for about six months or so, and after my wife barking at me uh, every week, I decided, you know, she was kept saying, go back, go deal blackjack, you know, go deal blackjack. I was like, I don't want to deal blackjack. I wanted to deal poker because you kept your own tips in poker. Um, and I had a decent enough personality that I thought I could do a lot better than the average dealer as far as keeping your own tips. Um, I was playing poker twice a week on a regular basis. So I decided to go to poker dealing school and I applied at uh, Seattle Gaming Academy in Seattle. And I had already dealt blackjack, so I just wanted to get all the ins and outs of poker itself uh, before I went out there and started to try to apply for jobs. Um, I took the dealing school. I tested out two weeks early. Um, the instructor had a friend that was opening a room in Lakewood, Washington, which is basically Tacoma. Um, and so I started working down there, dealing down there. I dealt for about a year uh, down there in, C, uh, in Tacoma. Uh, we moved back to Colorado, and when we did, I came to work at Bronco Billy's here in Cripple Creek uh, dealing poker, and I did that for two years. Uh, I then got offered a job down the street at Double Eagle, uh, being the floor manager there. I did that, and I did that for about a year, and then I applied for the manager job, and I got the poker room manager job there at Double Eagle. I did that for about a year, um, and then another casino called me. I went to Wildwood to manage their room, and then just in the last four months or so, I, I started here at Midnight Rose, uh, in November, the middle of November, their poker room manager put in his notice and left, and uh, they called me, and here I am, and I feel That's like great. I'm in the best spot. In yeah, Creek. well, I, I love the Midnight Rose. I love Cripple Creek. We have about a minute and a half left. What, in your opinion, is the key for a small room surviving? What are the things that make your room better that uh, you know other poker room managers could learn from? Well, uh, I 
I swear by my customer service. Um, I think that the players in my room uh, get a feel like like they're playing in my home game. You know, this is though we toe the line uh, pretty closely as far as protecting the integrity of the game and, and as far as the rules and whatnot go. So everybody here knows that if we make a call, more than likely it's going to be the right call. But we try to have a relaxed atmosphere here uh, to where everybody we treat everybody like human beings. You know, I mean that's the thing. You guys aren't numbers to us uh you're just another player in our home game so to speak you know that's great um, we try to treat everybody that way plus we try to come up with uh the right bells and whistles you know the right combinations uh to keep this particular market um you know keep them coming back to this particular place you know in this market you know i seem to remember playing there i seem to remember playing there and getting free food yeah. Uh, well, like right now, like what I said, we're doing the free rooms with four hours of play. We do a dollar an hour in comps on top of that on uh-huh. your player's card. Um, uh, you know, it's like we're going to do this uh, Colorado State Poker Championships coming up in April, April 12th through the 26th. That's going to be tw- 23 separate events uh, that will have a $5,000 free roll at the end of it if you're in the top 10 in tournament points or the top 30 in hours in the month of uh, March and April. Um, then you'll be able to play in the $5,000 free roll. So we try to do stuff like that as That's well. That's great. You know? I, you know, you're whetting my appetite to go back to Cripple Creek. I just want our listeners to know uh, your website before we go. How would they find out more? What's the website? Okay, the website is triplecrowncasinos.com, and you'll just click on poker, and you'll be right there. You'll see our tournament schedule and everything on there. Um, we're also on Facebook at Facebook slash uh, Midnight Rose Poker. Terrific. Well, and that's so you can find good. us on there. We do uh, quite a few updates on Facebook. We don't have the Bravo system, so uh, we try to keep everybody updated through Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. Fair enough. Well, I've really appreciated you coming on, Jeffrey, and I look forward to saying hello the next time I make it by your way. Well, absolutely. Uh, Say hi, and thanks for having me on, Ashley. I appreciate it. Okay, that was Jeffrey Peck. We're going to pause, and we'll be back quickly with another guest. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. 
and another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast, do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of March 2nd, 2015. Some history was made in New Jersey last week. A Union County man won the largest payout since the state began internet gambling. 
The man who wished to remain anonymous was playing Let It Ride on BetfairCasino.com and won over $1.5 million. That beat the old record of $1.3 million won by a Morris County woman in November. The days are numbered for one of Las Vegas' oldest casinos. Last week, the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority voted in favor of buying the Riviera Casino in order to tear it down. The board will spend over $190 million to buy the property and close the doors on May 2nd. It is planned that the property will become the new site of the Las Vegas Convention Center. In April, the casino will celebrate its 60th anniversary. And finally, the Oscars have come and gone, and now it's time to see who got the predictions right. Variety, Facebook, Hootsuite, and a bunch of others gave 29 predictions for the six major categories, but only got 13 right. However, betting sites like Betfair amazingly got 20 of their 24 predictions right. The bookies always seem to know more than we do, don't they? Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. Man, is it cold out, but that's not going to stop me from having fun and winning some cash on nj.partypoker.com. Why would you want to get in your car and drive to Atlantic City or Pennsylvania, pay for gas, pay for parking, fight the crowds, when you can play the same games at home? If you're 21 and in New Jersey, go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up using the promo code HOC. Start playing and start winning some cash. It's that easy. Go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with promo code HOC. You're listening to the House of Cards. This was what I was meant to do. This was where I was supposed to be. Movie stars in Hollywood, politicians in Washington. Gamblers in Vegas. Yeah. And all is right with the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams. We have a very interesting guest, at least I assume he's very interesting because he's a good poker player. We're going to be talking with Aaron Mermelstein, who just won a WPT event at the Borgata, the Winter Open. Aaron, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background and how is it that you ended up playing in the WPT Borgata Winter Open? Yeah, so uh, pretty much I've been playing poker uh, somewhere between the past 10 to 12 years or so. And, uh, you know, pretty much went, uh, was playing professionally from 2000, uh, 2008 to 2011. All I did was pretty much play poker. And, uh, and then, you know, of course, as you, you may know or, or, you know, a lot of your uh, guests may know that uh, Black Friday happened. And, you know, of course, I had to make some decisions on my career decided to go into, uh, you know, recruitment, which I was doing for the past couple of years or so. Got laid off on my most recent job and, uh, you know, kind of got back into the poker scene. And, uh, and I guess all, all things happened for a reason and the timing was right. And, uh, you know, kind of kind of found my way to win this, this last WPT. Now, just so our listeners understand, Eric, the WPT event presented by Party Poker, is that an online event in uh, – done with the Borgata, or is it an event in a brick-and-mortar casino like old-time poker? Yeah, so it's more – yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a live tournament in a brick-and-mortar casino, and just for the people who don't, who don't know much about it, um, this, this event in itself was about 1,000 entries. 
Um, it was a five-day tournament, and uh, they pretty much, you know, each day is at about, you know, somewhere between 12, 10 and 12 hours uh, leading into the final table, which is uh, televised of six, six players. Well, when you got your start, you say 12 years ago, everybody should know you're not an old man. You're 27, right? Yeah. So 12 years ago, you were 15 years old playing illegally, I guess, online. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you've been t- playing for 12 years, but did you play online only, or did you become adept at playing in brick-and-mortar casinos even when the Internet was hot in the United States? Yeah, great question. So I actually started uh, online, uh, and I guess, you know, when you were, uh, you know, it was illegal at the time for me to play. I think you were supposed to be at least 18 uh, in order to play online, but I still managed to find a way. And uh, you know, I played online, um, you know, when I was 15 years old, after I saw, you know, a lot, a lot of the poker players started after Moneymaker won the World Series in 2003. I actually started when I saw Robert Barconi, uh win it in 2002. I said, you know, if, uh, if a Russian Jewish man like Robert Barconi can win, why can't I? So, you know, I saw that happen, uh, logged on to the party poker back in 2002. And, uh, you know, won a couple small tournaments. And, and ever since then, I was kind of hooked on the game. So did you play? Where, I started. where was your first live game? My first live game, I think I didn't really play live until probably in 2000 and 2006, 2007 or so. And I was actually 21. Uh, was was, was going to be in uh, the either the Tropicana or the Brigada. I must have played in a, in a cash game in a casino. So for people who don't know, the Tropicana is in Atlantic City on the boardwalk. The Borgata is a little bit off the boardwalk. So are you a New Jersey boy? You know what? I am a, I'm a, I'm a Philadelphian, um, but, uh, but I spent a good amount of time. Obviously, I play in Atlantic City a lot. So, you know, I guess, uh, I guess you can consider me uh, partially a New Jersey boy, but uh, I'm going to claim Philadelphia as my, uh, as my hometown for sure. Well, we have common roots. I'm a Russian Jew as well. By ancestry, my father grew up in Philadelphia, went to Girard College, which was uh, an orphanage, and uh, I consider that at least part of my roots. Tell me how you made the progression from being a poker enthusiast to saying, all right, this is what I'm going to do full-time. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, obviously when you're 15, 16, and, uh, you know, when you're making the kind of money. So, so just to give you an example, I won, uh, you know, at that point I beat 5,000 players twice in a $5 tournament and made $5,000. Um, so that's $10,000 when you're 16 years old. I also, won a, I also won a free tournament. This was probably my greatest poker accomplishment up until this point. I, beat, I, I, I won a free tournament of 16,000 players, and I won a seat into a $50,000 tournament but I actually wasn't allowed to play because you needed to be 21 to play it. <laughs> it was in uh, it was in Vegas, and I didn't understand the rules of the tournament. But I was so happy that I won it. I thought I could sell the seat, and I wasn't able to actually do anything with the with the money. Party poker wouldn't allow me to to sell the seat. They wouldn't even give me points. It was actually really really funny and kind of sad sad situation for me. But after I won that tournament, after I won those uh, you know those smaller tournaments, I kind of felt like you know I had something there. Uh, that, you know, I thought I was better than other players and I had some sort of advantage. So, you know, from that point on, I really uh, put a lot of time into the tournament scene and uh, tried to learn as much as I could as possible. And, you know, really when I got out of college, um, that's, that's kind of where I focused. Uh, I jumped, jumped right back into to playing tournaments again and 
you know, had some success. And you know, as I mentioned to you, I did it did it for about three years after college. And uh, you know, when Black Friday hit, it was kind of either move out of the country or, or, or go back into uh, go back into the work scene. So I, I went back into the work scene and just kind of found my way back into poker again recently. Do you think you will stay doing poker? Full time, or do you think you actually like what you do as a day job and will do poker on the side? Well, as I mentioned, I just got laid off, um, so so it kind of makes my decision a little bit easier for now. At the moment, I'm just going to focus on uh, traveling and, and and playing a little bit uh, more tournament poker live. But uh, that doesn't mean in the future I'm 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 not going to discount. You know, going, uh, you know, doing some other things. I definitely want to work on multiple streams of income, but I love, you know, I love the game of poker, and forever I'm going to play tournament poker. Um, but uh, you know, I also want to do some other things in my life as well. So, well, I think that's terrific. Uh, just listeners who just tuned in, we're talking to Aaron Mermelstein, who just won the Party Poker presented Borgata Winter Poker Open at the Borgata. Uh, what are the next two or three stops in your? poker career do you see yourself going to las vegas for some tournaments traveling to europe going to asia what what are you looking to do uh poker wise over the next three to six months yeah so i had the pleasure of going to miami for the next wpt stop i tried to uh tried to go back to back but they didn't allow us so uh, at least i got to enjoy a nice little trip here in miami it could have been worse right so absolutely uh, especially with this weather up uh, in the northeast yeah, we got to avoid we got to avoid the uh, thirty degree weather and come out here in nice seventy five degrees in Miami. So that was beautiful. And the next stop for me, I'm going back home for my father's birthday, spending the weekend with him. But after that, there's a uh, there's a there's a, a WPT uh, three events of WPT in uh, California. So I'm going to spend some time out there uh, traveling traveling the different tournaments in California. And then uh, after that ends, I have a seat into the Brigada WPT Championship because, you know, for winning the, the WPT in the Brigada in uh, January. So uh, after that, I'll be going to, to that event. And then, of course, in May and June, the World Series of Poker starts in Vegas. I'll be traveling, uh, traveling in Vegas for, for about a month and a half or so for the World Series. Do you have any kind of sponsorship deal, Aaron, or do you own 100% of yourself? Or how does that work? Yeah, you know what? Um, I actually have, uh, you know, people that do invest in me. Uh, I don't have 100% of myself when I play tournaments. Um, so I have people that, that kind of take pieces of my action and, you know, help me, you know, kind of supplement some of the risks that you take when you play these tournaments. You know, obviously there's a travel perspective. There's, you know, the hotels, all, the, all those things kind of add up. So until I feel fully comfortable with that, with that you know, I'm still going to have other people that put – Know, kind of help me out into that situation, and obviously up until this point, it's worked out pretty well for the people that have invested in me. They made, uh, they made, they did, they did pretty well in that tournament, and I won a couple. I won a couple tournaments before this one, so it's been a good, good situation for me. It's been a good situation for the investors. So, well, it sounds like a wonderful deal all around. I, I have a couple other questions. We have two or three minutes left. We have a lot of listeners uh, who follow us online and. They're starting out, or they're you know they're enthusiasts, but they're not pros. No. Somebody who's let's say they're in their twenties and they're enthusiastic about poker. What advice do you give them when they say that they want to get better and they're looking to become a professional? Yeah, I think there's uh, 
But really, the, the, the only way that you're going to learn how to play uh, poker better uh, is playing real live poker. Uh, I think that's the best way that you're going to be able to do it. And I wouldn't suggest, you know, to jump into the biggest games right away. Um, that's, that's probably not the best idea. Uh, really, what you're going to want to do is, you know, nowadays in Jersey, especially since there's, uh, you know, legal, legal online poker, I'd probably suggest just, you know, putting in, you know, maybe 50 to $100 and just trying to play the small, small stakes poker learning how to play against other players. You're going to pick it up the quickest that way. In addition, there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of videos. There's plenty of sites out there where you kind of learn uh, a little bit better how to, how to sharpen up your game. I think that's kind of the best strategy to take. And that's, that's, a, that's a lot of what, what's helped me and, and kind of grow my game is, A, playing a bunch, and B, you know, watching the best players and learning how they play and kind of you know, developing your own strategy and, and, you know, amongst how other players play. Do you have any books or videos that you can recommend? So uh, I would recommend personally one of the best sites out there is uh, I think Run It, Run it Once is a great, great tool to, to check out if you're going to check out videos. Um, in terms of books, uh, there's plenty of books out there. Obviously, you know, uh, for someone who's just beginning, maybe the Doyle Brunson Super System books are, are probably a good place to the place to start, um, but, but but there's plenty of things out there. I think uh, I think the videos is, is going to be a great tool. Do you well. do any training or coaching yourself? Not at this moment. Um, not at this moment. It's definitely something I'm going to look, look forward to uh, you know, towards towards the end of 2015. So all right, keep an eye out for that. Well, when you launch your training site, we want you to come back on because you want to have as many. Uh, revenue streams as possible. I think you mentioned that earlier and uh, certainly being able to publicize your ability to teach and coach whenever that starts uh, would be useful. We'd love to have you back on to, uh, to launch it. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Aaron, we've enjoyed having you. I wish you well with your poker career and I hope to talk to you when you win the main event of the world series of poker. I will definitely be back for that. I hope, I hope that happens as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Listeners, we were on with Aaron Mermelstein who just won the, Borgata Winter Poker Open, presented by PartyPoker.com. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. 
Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards hotline. Available 24 hours a day. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Excuse me, I want to phone my wife and tell her about the game. You mean you haven't asked her yet? Asked her? Look, George, women are the weaker sex. Men are the stronger. I don't ask my wife, I just say, look, baby, I'm playing poker tonight. That's that. Gee, I could never do that. I sure you could. You're a member of the stronger sex. I am? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is the mailbag segment when I'm joined in studio by my handsome producer, Dave Weishattle. Dave, what do we have this week? If you have a question for us, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com, tweet us at HOC Radio, post a question on our Facebook page, or leave a message or text us on the House of Cards hotline, 609-474-4627. What's that number again, Dave? That's 609-474-HOCR, which is 4627. And remember, if we use your uh, question on the air, you get a party poker baseball hat. Ooh, yeah. yes. And they're nice. They're very they nice. are nice, actually. They have a nice new logo. Yeah, I know. It's uh, kind of modern, kind of looking. Modern. So, modern. Kind of cool. <laughs> So, what do we have? Uh, well, we got something from Lenny from New Jersey. Lenny wants to know about adding a wild card in poker. He feels a wild card would be more attractive to amateur players. Lenny's a contractor from New Jersey and plays on nj.partypoker.com. He says he loves poker, but he really feels he doesn't have a chance against the pros out there, so adding a wild card <laughs> would make for a more even playing field. What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are he's wrong. 
because yeah. even though he thinks that a wild card would tend to flatten the skill, unskilled differential, which is why he wants it, the truth is that when you add a variable like a 52nd or a 53rd card that's wild, as opposed to making some of the 52 cards wild, like Deuce is wild, but you add up the bug or a joker, you're just introducing another element that a skilled player would understand better than an unskilled player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also, it's not original. I mean, there are, and there were, many, many, many poker games played in California. This is way before the poker rush. When uh, California lowball, which is uh, ace two three four five, is the best low, called the wheel, and it's five draw, where they have a 53rd card called the bug. Okay. And uh, you use it in high or in low, five draw high or low ball. And it can be used to, in high, as an ace, or to make a straight or a flush, but in no other way is it helpful. In low, it can be used as any card to make your low. So if you're playing um, ace, two, three, four, five, if you have ace, two, three, four, bug, that's a perfect low. And so in the draw, if you have two babes, let's say ace, deuce, and the bug, you can draw Two cards, even though as a general rule you don't want to draw two cards, but with the bug it becomes a good draw. Um, so they have a wild card, but believe me, a skilled player <laughs> will use that knowledge to his advantage. They're pros for a reason, because you know I don't think there's any leveling of the field unless you know not not with that. I mean, there are things that players have in their home games yeah. that make the game more lucky than more skillful. For example, in some I, I play a lot of. Uh, for entertainment purposes only, <laughs> uh, in recreational games. Yes, and <laughs> there you'll have a wild card, but it won't be introduced until the last round of betting. So if you're playing five stud, and then you have a sixth up card, a, a six card dealt face up for everybody, and it's wild, and all of its rank is wild, that makes the game almost an entire luck fest because you don't really know what your hand is. Mm-hmm until the wild card is introduced at the last round of betting. So how do you even know what to do? So, yeah, there are things you can do that make the game more lucky than it normally would be. Yeah. But introducing a 53rd card as a wild card, like a joker, yeah. will not make it uh, easier for the bad player to beat the good player. Well, I, I took a look at the question and it was like, you're, you're taking away some of the skill factor of other players. I mean, is that what he's trying to do with a wild card? Or He is, but he's, yeah. he's mistaken. It's a common misunderstanding that wild cards make the game less skillful. They make them less fun for the skillful player, for a lot of skillful players, because skillful players are used to a certain game with certain parameters, card values, hand values. And when you introduce a wild card, it's like saying to a stud player, we're going to play Hold'em. If they're really a good stud player because they have good poker skills, they can adapt and adjust and become a better Hold'em player than somebody who is been playing hold'em all their life but they're not a good poker player and if you introduce a wild card you may have somebody saying oh i don't want to play with wild cards because they like the game as it was because they learned to win at it but the truly skillful player can incorporate all sorts of twists and turns which is why when i play in a home game for entertainment purposes (laughs) only i I, and i'm asked to call a game you know some players will say oh i only i only play hold'em you know people that play in casinos a lot that's all they want to play Yeah, yeah but i'm happy with any variation because I'll be able to figure out the skillful play no matter what the variations are. So, but uh, Lenny, great question. You get a baseball hat. All right, and, Lenny. And by the way, anyone wants to play me on uh, 
Party Poker, NJ Dave. So NJ as in New Jersey, New Jersey. Dave. NJ Dave. So come and find us. So we're done. That's we all are we done. got. Listeners, come back next week. Until then, good day and good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.